0: Okay, so what Israel is doing now is very uh, clearly not in the, it's not for the security of anyone, not the people in Israel, not the people of Gaza. Um, some people say, oh, it's um, Israel's, is, um, it's, it's for the good of Gaza people because we're going to destroy Hamas. Um, if it's not the case, so I think Israel should make sure all the citizens of Israel, of Gaza, should have a safe place to be and maybe kill Hamas. But I don't think it's the the real reason. The real reason is just revenge and killing and distraction of the failure of Israel to protect its citizens. No, Katzman, we're gonna have to
1: leave it there, but I thank you so much. And again, condolences on the death of your brother Chaim, which in Hebrew means life. I'm Amy Goodman, thanks for joining us.
0: You are tuned in to KBOO Portland on
2: 90.7 FM and streaming on the web at KBOO.FM. KBOO Community Radio is (laughs) listener-sponsored. That's right. 80% of our funding comes from donations from listeners just like you. Step up during our last week and help us reach our goal of $55,000 for the fall membership drive. Contribute at KBOO.FM slash give by October 28th and your donation will be matched dollar for dollar, up to $14,000, thanks to the generous support of a group of anonymous donors. Donate and become a member today by going to kboo.fm forward slash give right now, or by texting KBOO244321.
0: Kabu Community Radio holds open meetings concerning the operations and programming of Kebu in accordance with requirements of the Communications Act of 1934 and certification requirements of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Information about Kabu Community Radio's open meeting policy is available at our website at kbu.fm. Kebu's Board of Directors meets on the fourth Monday of the month at 6 p.m. This month's meeting will be held at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue in Portland and online through a public video conference. Masks and proof of vaccination are required at this time. A public link and phone number to attend the meeting virtually can be found on our website at kbu.fm. Please visit our website to verify if a meeting is being held. I'm Amy
1: Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to KBU 90.7 FM.
2: Good morning. You are listening to More Talk Radio here on your community radio station, KBOO-FM. Today is Monday, the 23rd of October in the year 2023. I am Cecil Prescott, and I will be your host this morning. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for being a concern advocate and concerned person um, we welcome your 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 endorsement and your involvement in in your community radio station now you may have heard and you may remember that we are at the approaching the end of our fall membership drive but there is just enough time for you to become a member and help us raise our goal of $55,000 and uh, if you um, go to KBOOFM and you can donate there, help us reach our goal. Thank you so much for your participation and all you do to make sure that community radio stays alive and remain a vital force in our society. And again, today is Monday, the twenty-third of October. I am Cecil Prescott. I am your host this morning. Um Celeste who is, is away um this week, so it is me, all by myself, or almost by myself. Our noble engineer Ray is also here with us. And I want to begin our program this morning by reading a poem, I think, um, following here in the news, um, and we are all aware of the many things in our world, um, both locally and globally, that's impacting us. But I want us to think of our conversation this morning um, and package it. Um, within this poem, um, Emily Dickinson. It's a poem that was published after she died around 1891 or so by her sister. And she writes, Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sing to the tune without the words And never stops at all and sweetest in the gale is heard and so must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea yet never in extremity, it asked a crumb of me. So writes Emily Dickinson, writing that hope is the thing with feathers. And I don't know where you are this day or this hour. But I find it encouraging to read a poem like this as I reflect on our world and where we are. Hope is the thing with feathers. And perhaps as we go through our day, I would like you to hold on to that hope and see if it's able to help you get through the day. Now, speaking about hope, uh, there's a lot I would like to, to talk about today, but I want to begin very simply by just asking a question. What in the world is going on with the U.S. House of Representatives, with the Republican caucus in particular, we still do not have a Speaker of the House and constitutionally the second in line to the President. As we hear and are inundated with the news of what is happening in our world, and we can just begin to list them. It is somewhat important that we have a functioning federal government. So what happens? Um, well, I won't even mention uh, that we will run out of money, in the government, in, in a few days. So. Um, the last speaker of the house lost their job because they negotiated a deal which will allow the government to continue to function for a number of weeks. And as is the habit, they they push it down down the road and say we'll deal with it later. Well, apparently, some of the members in the uh, uh, former speaker. Kevin McCarthy's caucus did not like that. They chose one in particular, stood up and said, we will need a new speaker. And so we remember that the, the numerous ballots that were held at the beginning of the year, and finally, I don't know, after 12, 13, 14, we lost count after a while, um, Mr. McCarthy was elected, He got on the bad side of of his constituency, of his caucus. And so, we'll see what's next. And it seems to me, just reflecting, is that it is as if the, and please forgive me for all those who are incarcerated, I do not mean to disparage your character, but the inmates are in control, or not in control, of the um, U.S. House of Representatives, and so I mentioned our budget, and that the government will come to a, you know, a crisis in in a few weeks, and the House and the Senate need to address those issues. But we are also in the midst of a world where it seems as if there are crises all over, for the past past year or so, we have focused. The world has focused on the crises in Central Europe, um, the invasion the invasion of Russia into the country of Ukraine, and the continuing war in Central Europe, which. Um, is putting a strain on many economies and, and has been a focus of concern for, for many months. Now, with the uh, recent attack of Hamas on, on civilians in, in Israel and Israel um, response what we see is is crises in 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 that place in that part of the world and whether or not um, as as the world sit on edge um worrying about the war that is is is, is so central to that part of the world and that had so many people concerned. The US House of Representatives is literally out to lunch. And so how can we not blame the cynicism, um, the lack of trust in our institutions when we see time and time again the failure of our institutions to do what they ought to do. Well, those are some issues that we are concerned about. So what is your hope in the midst of all of this? Um, and I will um, just read one one article, short article, um, about one government aid, um, government um, solution to dysfunction in the way they operate. This is an article um, written by Sophie Peel that was published in Willamette Week. And, um, following this, we'll get to the, the caller. Um, she writes... Um, um, the five Multnomah County commissioners spent much of Friday in a conference room at the Kennedy School in northeast Portland, figuring out shared values, goals, and perhaps more importantly, how to communicate more smoothly with one another. The five county leaders, Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson and Commissioner Julia Brim-Edwards, Lori Stegman, Sushila J- Pol and Sharon Myron had a rocky couple of weeks. They sparred over whether or not to light the Morrison Bridge in support of Israel shortly after the Hamas attack. They sparred over how best to use excess homelessness dollars. They sparred about how much money to give to the Bybee Lake Hope Center at the former Wapato Jail. On Friday, though, they shut themselves in a room from nine to two, free from all distraction. Their goal: get on the same page about acceptable types of communication and shared values and goals as they tried to fix the many daunting problems facing the county. No staff was allowed in the room. The only attendees permitted were the chair, the commissioners, the county attorney, and a professional facilitator managing the retreat according to emails obtained by Willamette Week. and The county attorney intended to ensure that the elected official did not discuss county business outside the public eye, which would violate state law. This elected official also made the ultimate sacrifice. No texting, no emailing or phone calls during the retreat. I wonder if when they entered, they had to put their phones in a basket, you know, like you do in school. But anyway, um, um, the author concludes that says the facility was Hath- Kathleen Holt, a consultant whose LinkedIn page says she worked with clients to commit to a culture of learning, growth, and accountability. So that's what's happening in the county to try to get us all together. But let's hear what are some of your thoughts. Our phone numbers here are 503-231-8187. In a world going mad, what is your hope? Let's go to Santiago. Good morning.
3: Good morning. Um, you know, I was just thinking about the, the hope thing. You know, the one thing that I really see is, uh, you know, with, with feathers, feathers aren't the only thing you know you need it's uh you know physically it's a uh you need a upward thrust that is uh that is stronger than the pull of gravity Hmm. but if you have that then the wings will take you higher i think uh i think a lot of what we're experiencing right now is you know we've become as a uh as a country like pretty complacent you know we don't we don't we don't have the same concerns as places like uh you know, like the, the places that our government uh, goes to uh, invade and conquer. And so when we see this, the strife of people around us in other countries, we don't, we have a hard time identifying because our life out here in the imperial core is pretty, it's not great, but compared to a place like Gaza, it is certainly not as rife with, uh, with problems but you know i think and i think and i think right now what we really need if we really want to foster hope we really need to we really need to foster a culture of uh, self-examination and i'm not just hmm. talking about uh you know conservatives i'm talking about liberals too With small l liberals you know they uh you know we we seem to be caught in this dichotomy of you know, like, oh, well, you know, it's like, you know, the Republicans want this and the Democrats want that. But the thing is, is like, while they their policies might affect us new in a nuanced way in the imperial core, you know, whether it's been Biden, Trump, Bush, Obama, Reagan, whoever, you know, they they've been funding the apartheid, you know, in a, yeah. in Gaza you know and i think it's really important to remember that uh america supported the apartheid in south africa as well
2: you know certainly because
3: there's a. huh
2: no no i was agreeing with you yes
3: yeah you know so it's like wherever colonialism appears america as a as an entity supports that colonialism you know it's like they'll uh They'll fight, you know. They'll, they'll encourage Ukrainian people to fight against Russia, but it's because America has always had it in for Russia, even though, even though Putin is the furthest thing from a communist that you could get, because he's a he's a product of the uh, of the disillusion of the USSR and a uh, you know and a, a product of the uh, he's a Yeltsinite, you know he. They'll, they'll still trot out the uh, communist propaganda in order to stoke fear Certainly. about what Russia could do, but it's uh, Russia has essentially a lot of the same interests as America. It's just, we, we don't see it from that perspective. So, um,
2: let me ask you um in your analysis you you recognize you know where we are situated in the world and and, and talking about those of us here in in the middle of the Empire in the in the beasts of the belly um what is it um do you think that we ought to do or can do um to 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 upset the the beasts or uh, what 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 are our responsibility um given where we are situated
3: well i mean so i think if you're talking about a a general like what should happen in the long run i really think that if we really want to if we really want to do the world some good america should just straight up not exist i mean it's a i mean i know for a lot of uh, liberals especially who you know who are trying to reclaim patriotism i mean when you look at the history of america and what it has brought to the world i mean i think we've had like less than 20 years as a country where there has been no fighting since the uh, inception of it but i mean america literally only exists as a uh as a colonial as as basically just like a corporate entity i mean that was its beginning you know they talk about the 13 colonies Mm -hmm. they weren't really colonies so much as they were they were companies
2: companies yes
3: you know they started off as 13 separate companies that had different people with them with different varied interests who realized they were getting taxed out the wazoo by the english and while they weren't interested in bringing freedom to the uh, to to my people, the indigenous people or uh, you know, to my black brothers and sisters. they certainly wanted to free themselves from taxation. Certainly. so I mean, it America doesn't, you know people say like, oh, you know, anti-Semitism is so un-American. it's like racism, anti-Semitism, these are things that were built they they're inbuilt to the system just because, you know, we, we kind of have this idea of how, like, things that we, you know, things that were once subversive and, uh, and, you know, were considered un-American by virtue of the people rising up and proclaiming it to be, to be righteous had to be swept into the national narrative. Certainly. And so we take somebody like Martin Luther King, for instance, where, you know, people just kind of casually throw around, oh, you know, this person, you know, especially when we're talking about black leaders in the community, like, oh, you know, this person is like Martin Luther King, like Martin Luther King. And it's like, well, is it like the Martin Luther King, the, the anti-capitalist, anti-imperialist, um, you know, anti-colonial Martin Luther King? Or are we talking about the Santa Clausified? you know uh you know um you know uh you know like um broke the si- you know the, the santa clausified version of right. martin luther king who died for the racial sins of america you know what i mean like we we have the mythologized version of what we think is american and the true reality of what's american you know when martin when so yeah dr so, king had a voice go ahead
2: so so it seems as if um and I think your reflection on, on how we um, uh, created this myth around around leaders such as um, Martin Luther King, it seems as if there is a need um, for an urgency almost in, in terms of, because quite frankly, you, as you know, that even, you know, at the moment of his death, um, Martin King was a vilified um, uh, person in, mm-hmm. in, for most Americans and even when um, after they, they push um to make his his his, his birthday a, a national holiday, Ronald Reagan, you know, w- when he signed it and someone asked him a question um, um about and I, I don't this isn't the, the exact quote, but whether or not this proved that he is a hero, and he said something like, "Well, we'll see." Um, there, there continues to be a a a a ant antithetical relationship with um, freedom um, strugglers in the United States and indeed throughout the world. And so it's the balance yeah. whether or not how do you how do you live in in the United States? How do you resist within the United States? And what of our responsibility to the wider world? It's a lot. Not well too.
3: i was gonna say i think if we really want to talk resistance we really need to bring back the language of class warfare Because i think a lot of people you know the 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 republicans and democrats got us chasing fires but we're not chasing the arsonists. and wow. class warfare would help us name the arsonists rather than complaining about the fires you know because they as long as we don't know who the arsonists are we can put out all the fires we want you know i think uh i i really believe you know it's like you know especially a lot of people engage in the culture war about like you know republicans or this and democrats or that but in reality when we're talking about democrats and republicans we're talking about the representatives when you going back to the what's happening in the house of representatives you know the republicans have no desire to uh Together. to lead they right. just they're, they're just monkey wrenches you know right. they their their whole platform is see Donald Trump. I mean, Democrats aren't a hell of a lot better. They've got some definition to their outline. But at the end of the day, Republicans and Democrats have the same donors. And, you know, they might differ slightly on social issues, per se. But when it comes to workers' issues, particularly, um, you know, around strikes, while we have seen... Uh, you know, Joe Biden out on the lines. you know, we you know people forgot, or at least hopefully they haven't forgot that he's the one who unilaterally shut down the rail workers strike,
2: certainly. So, hey, we I have to let you go, but before before and your shared such knowledge, and I appreciate it, um one thing that that gives you hope, what keeps gives you hope throughout these times?
3: um what really i mean honestly what really gives me hope is uh i mean really what gives me hope is that at the end of the day like even you know because people always say you know oh you know good will always triumph over evil and that's not always the case but what is the case to me is that you know when it comes to these cats who want to put you know it's like they uh you know, it's like the, these cats are the ones who are trying to cut down all the rose bushes because they don't want spring to show up, or they're, they're, they're killing all the roosters because they think if they kill all the roosters, the sun won't rise. But, you know, spring is coming, and the sun always rises. So, right. you know, you can, kill, you can kill revolutionaries, but you can't kill a revolution. All right. So.
2: All right. All right. Hey, thank you so much, um, Santiago, and continue... Yeah. Continue the struggle. You are listening to More Talk Radio here on your community radio station, KB00FM. I'm Cecil Prescott, and today we are broadcasting on the 23rd of October. Um, our numbers are 503-231-8187. I invite your call and your reflections. I began um, this program this morning by reading a poem by Emily Dickinson, which will I hope shape our conversations. I'll read it again. Hope, she writes, Hope is the thing with feathers That perches in the soul And sings the tune without the words And never stops at all And sweetest in the gale is heard And sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird, that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity, it asked a crumb of me. Our numbers is 503-231-8187. In a world where there is so much happening that we need to talk about and be concerned about, whether it's war in Central Europe, whether it is the war in in, uh, in, in Gaza and Israel, whether it is houselessness in, in your community, there's so much that makes us unable to try to find a way beyond. And yet... And yet we persist. I shared this morning, you know, somewhat tongue in cheek, somewhat laughing about a you know come together moment that the Multnomah County County Commissioners had a one day, half a day session. I guess they gather and talk about how they can get along. We are confronted here in the United States generally that we. Quite frankly, one third of our government is not functioning, which ought to be very scary for lots of reason. And so we we don't have a speaker of the house. Um perhaps that might give you hope, um, that this whole thing is collapsing. Um but in the meantime, what gives you hope? Our numbers are five zero three, two three one eight one eight seven and uh just in case any of you are concerned you know to be as to speak of the house you don't have to be an elected representative so anyone could be named speaker 217 218 members of congress um vote for them so um in addition to those who are now running. There are now nine Republicans running for Speakers of the House. Um, Gary Palmer, Mike Johnson, Tom Emmer, Dan Muser, Kevin Hearn, Peter Sessions, Byron Dono, Jack Berman, and Austin Scott. And yes, if you are interested, they are all cisgender men. And, well... Rather mature. Give us a call of whether or not you want to be Speaker of the House or whether or not you have some thoughts about um, how we can confront the world and what is it that you do that gives you hope in the world there is so much trouble. Our numbers are 503 231 8187. We had a call just came in, but it's you might have dropped your call or changed your mind. Give us a call again, and we will take your phone call. And we'll go to our next caller. Um, good morning, Francis. How are you this morning?
1: I'm pretty good. I am trying not to worry about the babies in Gaza, but it's pretty hard. Um, I think that this... Uh, War we're having, or that is happening, the one in Ukraine and um, Gaza. I heard something this morning that was quite alarming to me, and it was the fact that uh, the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, he's supporting Biden's aid requests for the funds for Israel and uh, Ukraine. But in his argument against in response to to, um, Republicans who are kind of balking at continuing the funding to Ukraine, he said, well, actually what we're doing is just uh, rebuilding our industrial base. Hmm. We're giving our old equipment to them, and we're rebuilding.
2: It sounds so like it, a, it.
1: It's all about the money. Honey. Is it an
2: exactly. honest an honest reply? I'm not sure he understood
1: what he was saying. I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, But hope, I find hope in, in just random acts of kindness that I experience. Oh. You know, it's not that hard to be nice. It really isn't. And I, I find hope in the, fa- in the fact that it isn't that hard to be nice. And it isn't that hard to sit down and talk about things either. So one day these grown people may figure that out. But as long as they're making money off of conflict, I'm not sure. I remember when Jesse uh, Jackson was running for president, his one of his slogans was, keep hope alive. Yes. And I totally relate to that. Yes. And so in my effort to keeping hope alive, I've come to the realization, and I think I've heard little snippets conversation about this, just a little bit, in the national news national media. There, every time the uh, House has voted for a new speaker, Hakeem Jeffries has won the vote count every single time. Mm-hmm. So, all that needs to really happen is that five responsible, quote unquote, moderate Republicans just need to be convinced that they should vote for Jeffrey, and Jeffrey would be the new Speaker of the House. Just five Republicans have to be convinced of that.
2: Well, and.
1: That's not. That's not very many.
2: That's not very many. And you sound optimistic, Francis. And, and
1: it could happen. You know, people say it's far fetched. But but I've actually I've heard a couple of people mention it now. So that means the thought is out there.
2: The thought is out there. And and also <laughs> I want us to, to not forget what you said as as you began speaking this morning. It isn't hard to be nice.
1: No, it wow. isn't. It's the easiest thing in the world
2: to do. Wow. easy the
1: thing in the world
2: to do. Why do people resist it, being nice? I don't know. It makes
1: it harder than it has to be. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay,
2: well, thank you so much, and thank you for sharing this morning.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye now. That was Frances, who wants to remind us, it isn't hard to, mean, to be nice. She recalled uh, Jesse Jackson um um presidential slogan in 1984 and 1988 keep hope alive and uh, also mention about uh if you know we could make the congress work if reasonable people got together uh well let's see francis your optimism may may motivate us keep hope alive. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts in in terms of how do we um, encounter these realities and how do we um, transform the way we live? Um, I said, you know, how the Multnomah County Commissioners got together, had a conversation about how to get along with one another, and certainly we can um, multiply that many ways where it seems as if organizations are unable to function effectively together. There are things that we can do and things that we need to do. What wisdom have you to share? What would you like to know? How can you grow and how is it possible for people um, to live into that reality that Francis suggested? of of being nice to one another. Now, certainly it is not, well, maybe it's it's not yelling, but I'm sure it is a bit more than that. Again, our numbers are 503-231-8187. Hope is a thing with feathers, said Emily Dickinson. Let's see what Carl has to say. Good morning, Carl.
4: Hi Cecil, how are you doing?
2: I am well this morning, thank you.
4: Good, so yeah, um, in full agreement with Francis, and the comment you made, or the question you posed was, why don't we, you know, why aren't we kind or nice or whatever? And I think it's, unfortunately, it's what our minds do. Our minds differentiate between all these things in the world, and they differ. Our mind automatically differentiates between people and all this stuff so we don't really realize it but i think our minds are doing this our mind creates the separation and the differentiation Mm. and the opposition that happens in the world and i guess i think if we if we all could understand that then we could go oh well, shoot! I guess I can actually do something about. It. <laughs> so that's my comment. Hey, don't don't, don't
2: don't don't hang up yet because I think you you touched on something. I want you to expand. You said the mind creates the oppositions. How do yep. we how do we train our minds not to create create the opposition?
4: Well, I think it's a matter of observing ourselves and what our minds doing right? It's mm, yes. not, and, and we, if we observe, if we place our attention upon ourselves, which is actually the only true, uh, useful activity that we do is to what, you know, observe ourselves and, and control our own uh, reactions to things in the world. Mm. But through that observation of ourselves, we see if you do it enough, you can you come to a point where you can see how it happens. You can see what your mind is, how your mind is differentiating it. You know things like uh, discrimination. That's what our minds do. They, you know, they it makes discrimination between people. It sees the differences, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it all it does is it sees. You know, it sees how things look. It sees how people look. It sees what they're doing. And, but the mind, you know, in order to truly understand a person, you have to actually look in their eyes and talk to them and hear their voice and done by just, you know, simply looking at other people and seeing how they look and what they do. Right.
2: Thank you so much, Carl, for, for sharing and for encouraging us to, to do that work. And you said the practice makes perfect. We have to look into the eyes and see the other and go from there. Yep. Thank you so much, Carl.
4: You're welcome. Thanks for your show. Take care.
2: Thank you. And you are listening to More Talk Radio here on your community radio station, KBOO-FM. Today is Monday, the 23rd of October. I am Cecil Prescott. Our numbers are 503-231-8187. In a world that apparently is disconnected, in a world where there is so much conflict, Um. I don't think we need to ignore the realities of the, of the horrors in our world, but what is it that enables us to see the reality and as some people might want to say, what are things that keep hope alive, that keep us doing what we want to do? And maybe... Maybe hope is a false ideology. Maybe it's a false consciousness. Um, Maybe we ought to see the world as it is, some might say, and there is no reason for hope. But is there? What are your thoughts? 503-231-8187. And as the nine candidates, last time I looked, there were nine members of the um, House Republican caucus running for Speaker of the House. And who knows how many, oh my gosh, they're, they're meeting today behind closed doors. So if there's nine people running, you have to get the majority, not only the majority of people in the caucus, but the majority of congressional representatives it might be a long long time. Let's go to our next caller. Hossein. Good good morning.
0: Good morning Mr. Prescott. How are you?
2: I am well. Thank you for calling. What are your thoughts this year? I
0: enjoy your show very much but I heard today that you or one of your uh, callers called the (coughs) situation in the Middle East, especially between Israel and uh, Palestinian, a war. Mm. I don't think this is a war. The United Nations has called it genocide. Many countries have called it genocide. Please, let's stay on, on track. There is no war. The people in Gaza are running away from everything. They're looking for rebels to find their loved ones. They have no breath. No food, no water, no electricity, nothing. And how can it be a war? So, please, thank you. That's all I wanted to mention.
2: Thank, thank you, thank you. And words are are important. And thank you for 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 sharing. Um,
0: You're I, welcome, sir. Thank you.
2: Thank you. I think it's important for for. Us, um, especially those of us who are physically distant from from conflict, from from battles, and this may be a war um, in a country far away from you, or it may be looking at situation in your home own hometown. Unless you are there and experiencing it, um, we, you may not have an accurate. Uh, perception of the reality, particularly for those who are the victims of harm. So what are our solutions? Um, in fact, um, Hussein re- remind us um, that, that thousands and thousands of victims of violence, of military operations, are crying for their lives. Uh, people who are are trapped, um, who have no access to shelter or clothing or or love. There is so much hardship and pain in the world. Certainly we do not have to look far for that reality. Certainly all of us um, experience pain and hardships in our lives. And those of us who are, and fill in the word, fortunate, blessed, whatever, um, to not endure certain difficulties, I think it is incumbent upon us to realize that others of our siblings, other creatures, um, are suffering and what is it that we ought to do um, to create a better a better world. I began somewhat tongue in cheek this morning by talking how the county commissioners in, in Multnomah County in Oregon um, got together without phones. Can you imagine that? Without phones and said, Okay, we got to get along um and figure out how to work together. On a somewhat larger scale, the House of Representatives in the United States, uh, Congress is still without any leadership. And as our callers reminded us, someone ought to do something. Um, an earlier caller uh, suggested that, in fact, um, the Disruption in the U.S. House of Representatives is is somewhat by design, uh, especially when you have those who uh, do not believe in the institution and who um, ran um, for office because they wanted to see things um, interrupted, disrupted, and that, quite frankly, is what is happening. Which is fine if the world wasn't in crises, if 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 infants weren't hungry, if children you know it's not as if children don't need education or that those who are houseless do not need homes. There's so much to do. So what wisdom have you to share? What would you like to to share with those in another part of of this create, creation, what are your thoughts? Our number's 503-231-8187, and we'll go to our next caller. Ed, good morning. Ed, thank you for calling.
5: Good morning. What is so your, I, yes.
6: Go
2: ahead, go so ahead.
5: No. Nice? Go ahead, Ed. Um, I heard that caller earlier saying something about being nice. Mm. and Bernie Sanders was too nice to be elected. We had the Democratic Party and the elites Biden on the shoulder and say, we can't have the presidential seat. We can't have him be our nominee because he might actually create a change. It's we the people, not the politicians and the elected people. We have to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. It's, not trying to be nice anymore. It's time to take it back and force a change somehow, somehow, whatever way we have. Hope is the only thing that keeps us from despair. And if we do not teach our children and our fellow Americans to think cognitively and critically and to judge every single thing that happens, then we will keep repeating the same cycle over and over.
2: What prevents us from doing that? Why aren't we teaching um, to think cognitively and critically?
5: Well, it took a long, long time for them to teach people not to think cognitively and <laughs> critically. And it's taken the Republican and Democratic parties since, what, i us see, JFK to corrupt the system that is to what they wanted it to be. And the people just don't see it as much as they should because it's all under wraps. I mean, we have all that the public broadcasting, essentially, that is in the hands of a few corporate elite, multi-million billionaires, and they don't want us to see the truth. That's why they keep playing the same propaganda. And unfortunately, even here, we end up in these echo chambers where progressives keep saying the same things and progressives keep listening, but it's like speaking inside of a canyon. It's how we need to to get out.
2: So that's a great point in terms of these echo chambers. One of the earliest caller talked about, and you may reference in terms of this thing about being nice to one another. How do we get beyond the echo chambers and, and and have engaged meaningful conversations?
5: That's a very tricky one, but we have to get out of our bubbles. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We have to step across the threshold of our house and our internet and everything and without actually talk to each other and share oh what we love and what we know. You mean I have yeah, to get out
2: of my comfort zone and talk to that other?
5: And listen, and, and that's another thing that I have yes. to say is that most people forget that half of communication is hearing what the other person is actually saying. Mm. Actually listening to what is being said. Right, right,
2: because I think oftentimes I think this is a great point you make, Ed, in terms of the importance of listening. I think most people in a conversation, I don't know most people, in many conversations, people listen so up until that person stops speaking so they they can say what they really want to say um, regardless of what that other person said. I don't think we really know how to listen.
5: Many people don't necessarily, I guess, what I heard you say, what you said are actually two different things. People don't really necessarily listen, like you said. They don't necessarily listen. We can't see through the intention. Yeah. Because we put up these blocks when we start hearing certain things that are us to shut down. It's like when I do... CBS or CNN turned on, I just kind of block it out immediately because I hear the echo chamber talking about Trump yeah, or this person or that person or this thing or that thing. I'm like, you guys are just talking about the same things and doing the same stuff in front of people. The only reason Trump is even where he is is because everybody keeps talking about him. He gets free air. Even here on cable. he gets free air. Who? Oh, Trump Trump that. Oh, my God, Trump, 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 Trump. And that's all you hear is Trump. But you don't hear enough about everything else. The more times his name is said, the more free press he gets, no matter what condition it's being spoken in.
2: Well, let us, let us make the vow that that name shall never cross our lips. Thank you so much, Ed, for, for sharing and for... Uh, reminding us to hold our politicians accountable and how the importance of teaching
5: oh, oh. the only thing you have to hold ourselves
2: accountable uh-huh. excellent okay
5: the accountable.
2: oh gosh there's so many demands Ed ah. all right thank you thank you so much you are listening to more talk radio here on your community radio station Uh, I am Cecil Prescott, and our last caller, Ed, reminded us to hold politicians accountable, but then Ed made it even much more difficult by saying we need to hold ourselves accountable. Gosh, Ed, it's easy for me to point fingers at others. You mean I have to look at myself as well? (sighs) Life is so difficult. You are listening to More Talk Radio. We are trying to figure out what it means um, to live in a world where there is so much hardship. What is it possible? Is Is reform possible? Can we reform our institutions? Are there ways in which we can gather together? And in a world where there is so much harm, I think it's important for us to recognize And to hear the voices of those who are harmed. And as Ed reminded us, to practice, to practice, to really practice sincere listening, to hear, to view, to feel the other. I think it's a beginning. It's a beginning. And we'll see what happens in the U.S. Congress as nine republicans um, try to become Speaker of the House. Maybe they will learn the lesson of listening and speaking to one another. The struggle continues, and the callers reminded us this morning. um, Santiago reminded us uh, that we need to um, realize that we are in the belly of the beast, and we need to to foster hope. Um, Francis reminded us that we need to to be nice. It contrasted her a little bit, but I think along the same line, and Carl reminded us, Um, we have to open up our eyes and practice makes perfect. Let's go to our next caller. John, good morning. Thank you for calling.
6: Yeah, thank you for the subject. Um, Well, I'm going to recommend two books, and one is by Isabel Wilkerson, The Worth of Other Sons, Mm -hmm. The Epic Story of America's Great Migration, about uh, why and how... uh, Black people ran away from their mistreatment in South over over many decades. Over well, still running probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anyway, um, the thing that I noticed about her book—I haven't quite finished it, but it's really good. She she says over and over. She describes over and over mob rules showing up and new immigrants being attacked by the. The recent immigrants, say the immigrants that came twenty years before, or whatever. Right. And so I just noticed the pattern of mob rule in this nation's history, mm-hmm. and that's really struck me. And anyway, her book is highly recommended, The Warmth of Other Sons, and another book I read recently called Doppelganger by Naomi Klein. She gets into the fact that not only we need to be aware of of uh, trouble with other people sort of uh, being confused in the public uh, well her and Naomi Wolf have been confused in the public uh, oh, mind right so that's what huh. inspired the book but she realizes that we all each of us have a good and bad side to us you might say and and uh, so be, be aware of our internal doppelganger and work to solve that or <laughs> Mueller, right? anyway uh, those are really good books
2: and um, and, and, and that, that 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 last book is by Naomi Klein not Naomi Dale but Naomi right yeah okay
6: <laughs> so Na- Naomi Wolf has gone to being on Tucker Carlson and oh Steven. wow he's like a co-host with Steve Bannon it's just crazy oh, for Wow a leftist feminist to, t- to turn so crazy. Um, but she, but Naomi uh, Klein explains how that happened to her, and so it's very interesting and fascinating. And I recommend both those books. I'm reading uh, right now. I'm reading Cheryl Strayed's Tiny Beautiful Things, and that is fantastic
2: too. Oh my, so. oh my gosh, that's too much. Okay, I'm, I need to catch up with you. Thank you so much for recommending those books. All right, thank you experience. for the
6: show. Um, Yeah, I hope Mob Rule doesn't keep taking over, but it looks like it is. Yeah. Oh.
2: Well, we'll see. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so Take much care. in recommending those books. Uh, Isabel Wilkinson, The Warmth of Other Side, and Naomi Klein, Dapagama. You have been listening to more talk radio here on your community radio station, KBOOFM. Today is Monday, on the, uh, not December, it's still October, the October 23rd, 2023. We've been talking about what is it? Uh, that will give us hope. I began by reading um, Emily Dickinson. Maybe I'll conclude by that one more time. Hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tunes without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard, and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me.
5: We are listening to KBOO Portland on ninety point seven FM and streaming online at kboo.fm.
1: You're listening to KBOO Community Radio, and we're nearing the end of our fall membership drive. We only have a few days left to meet our fifty-five thousand dollar goal, and you can do your part by going to kboo.fm/give to make a contribution today. All donations will be matched up to fourteen thousand dollars, thanks to a generous group of donors. KBOO's independent programming is only possible with your support. Give now at kboo.fm give. KBOO Community Radio is a proud media sponsor of the Dia de los Muertos celebration on Wednesday, November 1st from 12 to 10 p.m. at The Red on Salmon Street in Portland. Dia de los Muertos is an ancient celebration originating from the indigenous people of Mexico.